It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, how are you doing today, sir? We're trying to move past what happened last Sunday. We're going to talk about it a little bit more today, but we still got a game coming up that's hopefully going to make us forget about all of this. Oh, a yeah. big game, too. Uh, the Cowboys take on the Giants on Sunday night. Uh, we know the the stat that's thrown around all the time about teams that go 0-2 and what the likelihood is that they make the playoffs. Uh, it's going to be a big game on Sunday night. But before we get to previewing that game, and we'll probably do that tomorrow, I want to talk about some of our just things that we saw on film from the defense. Uh, over the last two days, we kind of took uh, some notes and we talked about the offense. Today, we're moving on to the defense, and I want to start with uh, their defensive captain and Sean Lee, who I think might have had the worst game of his career on Sunday. I went back and watched him, charted his plays. I have him with five missed tackles. I know some other places have him at three or four. Just not a good game for Sean Lee. Landon, what happened to Lee well, on Sunday? I, you know, I mean, just to kind of 10,000-foot view it for a second, uh, you know, after having gone back and watched the All-22, and, and I'm... Uh, I've done a little bit more work on the offense than I have on the defense, but definitely having watched uh, at least all of it once. Um, to me, it just feels like, in general, the players who didn't get any work in the offseason, the preseason, the guys that missed the most time in the preseason, were the ones who struggled the most, and Sean Lee included in that. Zeke Elliott and, and Dak, you know, these guys all didn't get a ton of work in the preseason and all looked to be playing just, you know, in, in a manner that, that we're not accustomed to, you know, and I think, and I think a lot of that mm-hmm. had to do with, you know, not being comfy with the speed, not being comfy with everything they're seeing, you know, uh, uh, and I think with Sean Lee, you know, I mean, he's running in, uh, running into the blockers. <laughs> like, I mean, there was that one play where the, it was, it was some sort of, I think it was a zone read to the outside and, Sean Lee not only ran the wrong way, but then he ran straight into a blocker who was coming to block him and then bounced off of him and tried, still almost made the tackle. But uh, I, I think there was just – it just feel, felt like, you know, Sean Lee specifically, but, I mean, not just specifically, uh, just seemed like he didn't hadn't got enough work on the field um, and just kind of looked a lot less uh, – confident in what he was doing than we're used to seeing from him you know it's uh it, i'll also add though the field didn't help and you could see that these the guys field didn't help anywhere yeah i mean the, the field was terrible the, like it was they had div- all before the pregame they were talking about how the bad the divots were uh, on the the cowboys broadcast and uh but yeah i mean they, it was you know and uh, again it wasn't even just the field too it was just that you know it was 
it wasn't raining at uh, the whole time, but it was you know there was moisture coming down. It felt like for a good portion of almost the entire first half, and then at certain points it just opened up and full on rained. You know, so I think all of that combined right. with the with the kind of a crappy field, uh, it didn't help with the playing surface at all. Now. That doesn't excuse, you know, the kind of mental errors and, and rust that we were seeing. Uh, but I think, you know, an unfortunate lack of of uh, preseason kind of does. Uh, it, it'll explain a little bit of maybe why some of these groups of guys that we normally expect a much level higher of play really struggled, especially, in, I would say, especially in the first half. Uh, and then, you know, at, at least kind of course corrected a little bit in the second half. Right, I'm not too worried about Sean Lee because we've actually seen him start out slow uh, before in the regular season. It's probably due to, like you mentioned, not having a lot of work in the preseason. Uh, they play, obviously, in a dome this week. I think you will see a better Sean Lee. I want to move on to Jalen Smith. Smith led all linebackers in snaps with 63. Uh, it's pretty clear that this team wants him to be the full-time middle linebacker. Uh, I don't think he played bad. But I don't think it was his best game ever. I had him down for one missed tackle. Um, there's one play out there with uh, that I know everybody is showing on Twitter, the one with Christian McCaffrey in space. Uh, I don't grade that as a missed tackle necessarily because he kind of did his job in breaking down McCaffrey uh, and forcing him uh, to make a decision, and it kind of allowed other guys to get into the play uh, and help out. Uh, I thought Jalen did some good things as a pass rusher. He had one really nice blitz where he kind of ran over the running back uh, and disrupted Cam Newton. He got I a sack he played too. Okay, uh, what did he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was on yeah. that play they got they got the I sack. Think so, yeah, right. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, I thought I thought it was a a, a good day from Jalen. Yeah, Smith. I mean, what I thought you, if, you know first first day back so far so good. I mean, you kind of have to look at. Um, the overall performance of the defense. I mean, and, and you know that he was very much included in that. And, you know, as, as well as he played, I mean, Sean, I mean, you know, it was the first time I think we've seen where he outplayed Sean Lee, you know, and I think in uh, that, that a lot of that mm-hmm. has to do with Definitely. who Sean Lee is, but I think, or, 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 well, I mean, how Sean Lee played rather in this game. And, but I think, you know, Jalen played well as uh, at, uh, as well. Or, I mean, just well enough to kind of continue that that trend. You know, this is another step up in speed for him. So with this new athleticism, so we're going to see a little bit more, you know, where he's at. But I think this was a good first step. We saw him out in coverage a little bit, and he and he wasn't, you know, uh, embarrassing himself. Uh, you know, I think people. I've seen him play well, better in but, coverage, I mean, it, but it, it wasn't, wasn't his best game. It coverage. wasn't terrible either. I mean, you know, he was he was he had no issues no, with no, covering no. uh with carrying uh uh guy that just fell out of my head, the tight end that got hurt with a with a Bolson up the you know, around and up the field till he got hurt. Um and I think that, you know, he's when he's asked to cover Christian McCaffrey, you know, it's that's it's just like asking him to tackle him in the space like that out in the flat. Like that's that's a tough that's a tough job for a middle linebacker, you know. So, uh, but overall, I thought he played pretty well. Uh, one more thing I want to talk about with the linebackers before we move on. So, Jalen played sixty three snaps. Lee was next at sixty one. After that, the snap count usage was interesting. Uh, Damian Wilson, who was the starter at Sam, played 18 snaps. And then it was Leighton Vander Esch played 16. Justin March Lillard at 8. 
And then Joe Thomas at three. I thought those those snap counts were interesting for a few different reasons. Uh, the first being Leighton Van Der Esch really didn't play much in the preseason outside of that first game. Uh, didn't practice a lot, but he was on the field. Joe Thomas, who had a really good preseason, only getting on the field and for three snaps, I thought was uh, something to, to watch. And then Justin March-Lillard, who I thought played well in the preseason and through training camp, uh, got some snaps at the same linebacker spot. So do you want to talk a little bit about maybe why they decided to use Justin March-Lillard and, or Justin March-Lillard I, over I like a Joe Thomas? Pro- and I don't know, but I, I think the thought process here is that Justin March-Lillard is a sa- was the backup Sam to uh, Wilson. And so I think w- Wilson kind of struggled at certain points. Uh, and, I, and I, well, I thought he really struggled. I mean, especially I think on they the read option in, stuff. Uh, March Lillard, they, they've thought about putting Wilson right back in because Wilson's March Lillard struggled as well. Um, but I, I think that yeah. the thought process there is that when they pulled Wilson off, they put March Lillard in. And then, you know, the, as far as Joe Thomas goes, I, I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that, we haven't really seen this rotation once Vander Esch is healthy and playing because he missed a good portion of you know preseason and training camp. And I think the idea is obviously to this. This is a pretty decent you know mixture right here. You get you know Smith and Lee in the majority of of, of the snaps, and then you sprinkle in Vander Esch here and there in about a quarter of the snaps. Now I, I have a feeling as the season goes on that will increase and the and Lee and Smith's snap counts will decrease in an effort in an effort to kind of keep Hopefully. everyone, you know, up upright and healthy. And I think along those lines Joe Thomas will even start to get further sprinkled in um you know to, to on on defense because clearly he showed an ability to play out there. But I think the idea with Joe Thomas is to get him more Mike and Will snaps, the same as Vander Esch. Uh, and I think Lillard is the guy that when they want a Sam out there uh, outside of Wilson, that they're, they're putting in that spot. Because uh, I. Could it also be that they want to keep Thomas maybe on the field against pass heavier sure. teams? No, because no, that's no, really absolutely. his strength is in yeah. coverage. So maybe, so maybe when they play on a team like Atlanta or New Orleans, those type of teams, maybe you'll see well, him yeah. more on the field than you would against a Carolina team. I mean, that I likes think the fact that power. you saw so much Damian Wilson, and then that they felt that they needed to rotate in Justin Marsh Lillard, I mean, just shows you exactly the kind of thought process with the linebackers. They felt like they needed it was a heavy enough team that they felt like they needed to keep three linebackers on the field for let's say Lillard's seven snaps and then Wilson's uh, 18. So 25 for 25 snap of the 67 some odd snaps they right. played, they felt like they had to play in base. So, um, you know, I, I, I think that that, yeah. And then what I'm saying is that that kind of lends credence to what you're talking about is that they felt like they needed a more heavier set, which may have, you know, limited Thomas's, uh, need to get on the field. I mean, I think you're right in the idea that Thomas is going to be the one to give Sean Lee a blow in you know nickel packages, or you know if Lee gets hurt, he'll probably be your starting will. But in, in a situation where Lee's healthy and 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 you know getting to play all the snaps, there's no reason to put in a guy who is maybe a little bit. I don't want to say a liability, but he's a guy that you got to cover up as a will even more so than Sean Lee. Uh, in order to kind of allow him to free flow to the ball and be useful. Let's pause so we can tell you about today's sponsor of the show, which is MyBookie. MyBookie has been in the business for years, and their rep is rock solid. 
They do 100% cash bonuses. So off the bat, you're making money for doing absolutely nothing. And they have the fastest payouts. Seriously, just two business days. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that has been good to me. And that's why I'm urging you guys to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and an all-new mobile site that makes wagering on the go a breeze. If you join now, MyBookie will match your deposit with an up to 100% cash bonus. Just use promo code LOCKEDON to activate that offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, let's talk about the Cowboys defensive line. We can start with the edge rushers. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence, it was a typical Demarcus Lawrence game. I thought he played well. Um, We can talk about him if you'd like, but the guy that I really want to talk about is Taco Charlton. Uh, I actually thought he had a Mm. pretty decent game. Now, he didn't have a sack or anything like that, but I thought he looked like a much improved player from last year. What did you well, see? Well, he didn't from have Taco a sack, but he, I mean, he had at least two or three pressures that I saw and a, a pass deflection. Um, so uh, he was the one that knocked that ball down that we all thought that Frazier might have intercepted, but really it bounced on the ball, uh, bounced on the ground. Um, right. I, I thought that Crawford, uh, that uh, Taco played great. You know, I, I think that, I mean, if, if we could get that out of him. Uh, a little bit more, that'd be fantastic. I mean, I think you know, I, the guy that I was, I wanted to hopefully see a little bit more from was Randy Gregory, um, but but I think you know the knee mm-hmm. and the the concussion situation kind of knocked him out pretty quickly. Um, but I, I, I now yeah. I want to ask a quick quick question, really quickly. So Lawrence and Taco both finished the game with forty nine snaps, and then behind him Gregory was at fifteen, and Armstrong was at nineteen. Typically, we see. In a Rob Marinelli defense, you see waves of rushers. You don't have guys that are playing 50 snaps a game. Do you think this is a change for the Cowboys? Or did it just happen to be Gregory got hurt, they didn't want to take Lawrence and uh, yeah, Taco I mean, off the field? I think it was a little a little bit of that. Because I think Lawrence, they're trying to get a lot of snaps anyways because he didn't get a ton of snaps in the preseason. Um uh, and, and he's good. He uh, and then Taco, you know, he started playing well as as well as you know Randy getting banged up, and you know it was just a function of that, I assume. Um, but I I do want to go back and, and and talk about Lawrence because I, I feel like we shouldn't just gloss over the fact that he really did have a very good game. You know, like he he was active. Mm-hmm. He was uh, uh, able to uh, uh, you know disrupt in the backfield and 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 you know got, had a sack. He was. I mean, he was. I have him down for five. Yeah, five I mean, pressures. He, he was. I think it's just one of those things where it's becoming commonplace, but we shouldn't, you know, take it for granted because he really is continuing a, a very high level of play from last season. So, uh, definite coot. And the the other thing that I really like about Lawrence is he's a complete player. Not as only is he just a pass rusher, but I actually think he might have done his best work in the run game on uh, Sunday. I, I mean, he's just such a round, so well-rounded player. 
Uh, and I can see why the Cowboys yeah. don't want to I take mean, him off the field. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if you know they started. I mean, it's not uncommon with Marinelli if he gets a guy like Lawrence or in older cases like Simeon Rice or like uh, I'm trying to think of who a New York a, a Chicago equivalent would have been. Um, well. I mean, oh, yeah, I mean, really, really yeah. I mean, Chicago. Well, they had Peppers, yeah. At one point, Peppers. peppers. Uh, uh, you know, those guys. Like, he. It's not uncommon for once he gets one of those guys for him to leave him on as often as he likes, because obviously, you know, it's hard to take a guy like that off the field. Uh, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw right. more of a rotation next week. Uh, you know, just because. I think they like – I mean, the thing is they like all these guys. You know, Gregory, Lawrence, uh, Taco is, you know, I mean, again, a slow and a steady climb with Taco. He's just steadily getting better. You know, it's not – he's not making huge jumps. He got he got a lot physically different but uh, in the offseason. That's helping him, and he learned to use that better. But it's just like steady improvement from Taco Charlton. And then Dorrance Armstrong came in, put, played his first NFL game. You know, he, I think he, you know, was – it was a, an awakening for him, <laughs> and uh, I think you know, he's a exactly. twenty-one year old that's still kind of he, growing into he's, his he's body gonna and do learning some how to play for us. He's going to help us. Uh, he's going to be helpful this year, uh, and he's going to make some. He's going to make a play or two this year. I, I promise. But right now, it's still very fast and furious for him. All right, let's talk about the the tackles a little bit. Uh, kind of a mixed bag. I actually thought they they didn't play all that bad. Uh, let's go. Let's go through the snap counts really quickly. Antoine Woods played 50 snaps. Tyrone Crawford played 49. Malik Collins 24, uh, and that's not that surprising from Malik Collins, considering he's coming off an injury. He didn't practice a ton, uh, and then Daniel Ross played 17. So, what were your thoughts on the defensive tackle I mean, group as a whole? I may be crazy, but I I have to view the defensive tackle play as fantastic. Like, I mean, because, uh, and again, I haven't watched as much as you have yet, but I mean, let's talk about where the bar was when we're going into the season. You know, we were, we were desperate. Like we, we have a list of guys on here that we had throughout training camp and, and throughout training camp, people have been talking about having to need to trade a whole bunch of assets for defensive tackles. And and I'm not saying that what we've got is, you know, uh, oh, we don't need to improve on this. Like this is the best there is. I, I'm just saying that. This is a we played a run team. You know, we played a team that very much was kind of a, a mirror of our own team in, in a lot of different ways, right? You know, they spent a high pick on Christian right. McCaffrey. They spent some pretty different, d- decent money on C.J. Anderson. They averaged four and a half yards a carry, but I, I think you know a lot of that. Yes, part a lot of, that of that was due, due to, to Cam, Cam, though, and, and I think that you know if you w- talk about getting, we weren't like getting gashed in the middle of the in the middle of this defense, you know, like and we have we have watched this, what this defense looks like when they're getting gashed. There were definitely times when when uh, Tyrone Crawford was at three tech that he was getting bullied off because he's a two hundred seventy pound guy playing three tech, right? But but. I think that right. overall, when you look at what the expectation was, look, Daniel Ross made a huge, huge play. Uh, you know, Antoine Woods, I thought overall played very well. I mean, he's he's in a nose tackle who is making tackles on screens on the outside in the first play of the game. You know, and it's like I I think that you know we've got a group of guys here. What makes me happy is that I feel like after watching this game, I feel like we've got a group of guys here that can get us 
to where get us to Irving coming back, and then I think we'll have a, a good defensive tackle group. I mean, I, and Collins, you know, and, and, and maybe not even maybe not even just Irving, but also oh, yeah, Dayton Jones. We yeah. both kind of like a little absolutely. bit if he's your third defensive tackle. So if you have if you have Irving Crawford, Dayton Jones, and then one of Woods. Malik Collins, one of Woods or Ross. That's a good. I, I think, think it's a good okay. group. I think you know. Fine. I mean, especially when you consider what else you got on the outside. I, 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 I feel. I mean, really. I mean, you have to feel good about a three tech group that includes Malik Collins, uh, and Crawford, and Irving. Like that is. I mean, that's quite a dynamic group right there. Right. Um, let's go ahead and move on to the secondary. Uh, overall, I thought they played fairly well. Uh, the cornerbacks both play well in Byron Jones and Chidobi Awuzie. Um, I thought Anthony Brown probably had the best day, though, of all the cornerbacks. Um, he played 37 snaps as the slot corner. Uh, did, his play was so good that Jordan Lewis didn't even play a single snap on defense. Uh, as the safeties, I, we mentioned Kavon Frazier early on in the show uh, this week. I thought this is one of his better games of his career. Uh, and Jeff Heath was Jeff Heath. So, any overall thoughts on the the secondary? Any one guy Kayvon you want to Frazier single out? Frazier played great. About? I mean, like, I mean, way above yeah, expectation, to, in my opinion. Um, I thought he really did play well. Uh, I did notice, and again, I haven't really gone back super in depth yet, but I did kind of, in my first viewing, pay a lot of attention to how we were playing the safeties because this is kind of our first time to see like any safety tape really you know it's the first all 22 tape to watch of the season um and and i was especially interested uh because no xavier woods like how far back would they be playing uh this the safeties and when fraser was back there it was he was basically in uh in the uh you know in the bleachers <laughs> like, I mean, they, yeah. He was that angel, the angel position that Greg Williams of yeah, the Browns um, likes to talk about. He was way back there. And so, uh, but when Heath was in there, he, you know, he was playing a little bit closer to the line of scrimmage. I'm hoping, you know, Woods, when he's back, will play kind of there as well. Um, I think overall, uh, you know, you have to be happy with the, you know, the, the, the defensive backfield. They didn't allow, there wasn't just, a, there was, wasn't a lot of, uh, receptions going on. I mean, he, their number one rec- receiver was the was their running back, and then their you know Funches, who's their number one overall outside guy, you know had three catches for forty one yards, which is you know not not fantastic and not life changing. So I think you feel good about the way uh, they were able to uh, slow down their passing attack, and I mean, obviously it wasn't enough, but I mean, I think you know overall. I mean, just keeping this in mind with the defense, the defense really kind of did their job. You know, like it, it, I mean, they they, they allowed yeah, sixteen absolutely. points on the road. You know, against a, a guy who is probably an MVP candidate, um, and so they gave up one hundred and sixty-one you know, passing yards, and that's that's not net passing. The Cowboys yards. Exactly, the, sacks, the Cowboys the Cowboys all the way down to one more passing yards than the Panthers did. I mean, just just so we're, we're all complaining <laughs> yeah, about how abysmal yeah. our passing attack was, and and we passed for more yards than they did. I mean, I'm not saying that that's a good thing. I'm just showing that's how good the defense did. I guess is more more the point. Let, let, let me let's go through the receivers really quickly, yeah. just because I find this really interesting. Uh, Funches three catches, 41 yards. Jerry's Wright, three catches, 23 yards. 
Torrey Smith one catch fifteen yards. Yeah, and and, and that's and it. Both uh, both Jarius Wright and uh, Funches both were had five targets for for three ca- three catches on five targets. So you know they were targeted four more times and, and were denied. So uh, I, I think that's you know th- th- that's pretty good percentage for your uh, for these guys that are supposed to be their starting wide receivers. Then that's good denying the football. So. Yeah, giving up 16 points on the road in the first game of the season against a quarterback that has been the MVP of the league before, uh, you're going to take that. Uh, not Nothing bad I can say about the defense from this game at all. So uh, any final thoughts? Do we want to wrap up with this defense? Anything you want to say maybe to look forward to? Are we moving uh, with forward? I mean, are we going, we're, we're doing game previews. So this is kind of the wrap-up for this game right here, right? Yeah, we'll do, okay, we'll do so the game preview tomorrow. I just, want to th- I just think that in general, like like I said at the beginning, uh, having watched this a, a little bit and, and, and just kind of looking at the numbers and then just, you know, I mean, even in game you could tell this was this is not a great game to completely judge what we think of this team yet. I, I just don't know that this team got – I would yeah, say on both I mean, sides I of think, the ball I think, I think the offense is noticeably – further behind than the defense is, but I think the offense had a ton more turnover in what it's doing, you know? So I, I think that that's part of the issue. If you go and look at the guys who have been with Dak um, these, you know, these last, this, this whole time that he's been here. So like Beasley and Swaim and Zeke and Ty, uh, Williams, you know, he, they, he had, 18 targets on those guys for 14 catches on 144 yards. And for the, all the other guys that are the newer, like either came last year or were added in the offseason, were drafted. So we're talking uh, 15, uh, Hearns, uh, we're talking Gallup, uh, we're talking uh, Jarwin. He went 11 targets for five catches and 60 yards. So, I mean, way, you know, right. from 77% to 45% uh, target completion. Uh, between those two, to me, that reads like a guy who's not completely comfortable with all his receivers yet. So, and a lot of that again is because they scheduled and missed a uh, a a what do you want to call it? Dress rehearsal game, a game three preseason game that you know, was supposed to be the majority of their work together. Uh, so, I, I think there is a lot of circumstance here, and I think that we should allow ourselves as, as evaluators the opportunity to get a larger sample size before going all in on what we think is going on here or what is wrong when re- in reality it may be that this is a new thing a new group of guys trying to get this last bit of work to figure out exactly how this all congeals together good that's good perspective as the cowboys get ready for their week two game uh, against the New York Giant, Giants. We will be back tomorrow to preview that game. Uh, that's it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Locked on Cowboys. And, of course, I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.